0: Welcome to the next message from Encounter Church. For more information about our church, visit us online at EncounterPGH.com. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the message. Uh, listen, so I you know, don't want to beleaguer the point anymore. There's going to be plenty uh, of discussion in the message that I've prepared this morning, but... Um, you know, thank you, Mary, for just sharing your heart and your, your passion for what we've been doing. Um, if anybody is not aware, this has been a summer of preparation for our church. Uh, our leadership has been spending a lot of time coming together, thinking and praying, and really coming up with a strategy for the, move, for the new season ahead. I cannot tell you uh, or express the the faith and the excitement that I have within me. Uh, and so what is coming out uh, of this morning, uh, as well as what we're doing on our Wednesday night, um, I'm sorry, our midweek services, uh, is just an attempt to try to express what I see in my heart about what God is doing. And so the attempt of what we're trying to do uh, through this morning and uh, through the services during October, as well as midweek services, is us trying to express what we see God sees, and inviting you to join us in that. And so today, we're beginning a mini-series that we're calling Geared Up. Um, As I've mentioned, we have spent this entire summer, our leadership team, our life group leaders, our staff, and our board coming together on Monday nights. We've been thinking and praying and discussing and dreaming uh, about what it is that God wants to do. You know, we moved into this facility Uh, a little over a year ago. It was October 1st, I believe, was our very first service. And we spent the past year really trying to get a hold of what it is to mean to be in this space. You know, we had just come out of Row House. How many of you guys remember being at the, the tiny little movie theater that we were in? And it was a wonderful space for us, but it was so small and cramped, and we felt like we were being squeezed, and we couldn't do a lot of the things that we wanted to do. And we prayed and prayed, God, give us a new place. Bring us to a new location where we can expand and where we can grow. And God brought us to this spot, which is in the middle of eight neighborhoods that need Jesus. Like we are in the epicenter. I want you guys to understand this. We are literally in the middle. And what I mean, like everyone could say, well, I live in any neighborhood. I'm surrounded by others. This building The location of the neighborhood academy where we're at right now is seriously in a circle surrounded by eight neighborhoods. No other neighborhood says that, okay? This building is surrounded by these spaces, and we know that God has called us to reach it. Why? How do I know that? Because that's the point of the entire church. The church of Jesus Christ is not to be a space for for Christians to come together and learn together only. That is not it. It is called to be an influence in the communities and to reach the world around it for Jesus Christ to expand God's kingdom. And so we believe that we have an opportunity, an opportunity ahead of us. We've spent this last year just kind of figuring out how to use the abundant space that God has given us and create a welcoming environment and a warm space, and we've done that. But now, we want to turn our attention to what this new season ahead is. And it's, it's to look outward. And so here's a phrase that I've created, that I've written down, that I think encompasses what we're trying to be, what we want to be. It says, we want to be a consistent, life-giving presence in the neighborhoods surrounding our church. We want to be a consistent, life-giving presence in the neighborhoods surrounding our church. And so now, I highlighted life-giving presence because it is not simply enough for us to be situated in our spot. It is not enough for us to simply show up on Sunday mornings and to give life to ourselves. No, in order to be the church of Jesus Christ in a world that desperately needs hope, a world that desperately needs faith, that desperately needs relationships of people to show them that there is something more than what they can see every day and touch and taste. They need to understand that there are relationships for them, that there is, there is healing for brokenness, that there is hope for financial situations, that relationships and marriages can be restored, that addictions can be broken. All of these things are well a hallmark of the church of Jesus Christ, and we are called to be that. So we want to be a consistent life-giving presence. That means being present in our community so that they know that Encounter Church is a place that can be trusted. A place that Encounter Church can be a place where people can come and know that they will be loved and they will be welcomed no matter what's going on in their lives. That they know that that they will find something, that there is life being given, not sucked out of them like the rest of the world that we live in. And so we want to be a consistent life-giving presence in the neighborhoods surrounding in our church. We have seen God move. We have seen him do incredible things in our lives already. We've seen him over the last almost five years. We're about to celebrate our fifth anniversary as a church, and we're going to party in March. Let me tell you, we're going to have a good time celebrating our five years together. And over the past almost five years together as a church, we have seen God restore marriages within our walls. We have seen him break addictions. We have seen relationships with family members who were estranged come back together. We have seen finances restored. We've seen atheists come to know Jesus. We've seen people who are about to give up on their faith come to an understanding and a vibrant relationship with him. All of that has happened because of this church in existence. We have built, you know what we have done? We've seen just a couple weeks ago, we shared an event that we had our, our Easter egg hunt two years ago where we shared the gospel for a brief few moments. Just last week, we heard someone say when they met my wife, Heather, at a, at a market in Squirrel, she said, you guys look familiar. And she kind of went through all of these uh, spaces to try to figure out how they knew each other. And it turns out that this man's mother came to our Easter egg hunt with her family and said yes to Jesus for the first time on that day at that event. And since that time, they've been going to church. And she's gotten into rehab, and her entire family is on a new path now because of Encounter Church and because of Jesus Christ. Do you understand? This is what the purpose of a church is. It's wonderful that we all love each other and that we all come together and that we eat lunch together and we spend time in our life groups and that is half of what a church is designed to be. But the other half is exactly the story that you just heard. It's all of those elements. And so we're really, really, really good at spending time together, right? We're awesome at building relationships with each other and welcoming people when they come in but it's not enough. Jesus went into the city. He went into the crowds. He met people where they were at. He met needs with them, and that's what we're called to do, and so we're going to get back to it. That's how we started our church, and that's what we're going to return to. There's still more for us to do, and God is stirring up new things for a season to come. A couple of the things that we shared in our midweek services that I want to unveil a little bit of it to you today, but listen, midweek service is where you need to be. If at all possible, make it out because this is the moment where we come together and understand what specifically we are called to. And if you can't make it, that's fine. If you have something else happening and you cannot make it, listen, we recorded the message from this week. It's on our website. It's on Facebook. Please go and listen to it, and we will try our best to record them. But do not at all possible let that be an excuse for you to not come because you have it accessible to you. We are going to be doing quarterly all-church outreaches. We'll talk more about that in a few minutes. We're going to be focusing on connecting people into relationships and serving through our life groups and our dream team. And we're going to be doing our midweek services this month, and I want to get geared up for the road ahead. And so today's message is called Geared Up for the Road Ahead. And I want you to begin by thinking of an illustration of a tree of a small tree growing deep roots. I think we have a picture maybe here on the screen of a picture of a tree. This is who we are. If you think about our church in the sense of a tree, there is so much more than you see on the top, the roots down below. We are really good at building roots as a church. We are fantastic about spending time in relationships with each other. One of our core values is dig deeper, so we're always challenging people to grow in their relationship with the Lord. What is the next step for you? What is that next step to get to know Jesus more? How can you allow his word to transform you? We're really good at those spaces. But now it is time for our church to not only focus on that, but also to allow the fruit of that tree to grow so that we can provide shade for those in our community. The intentional push to grow deeper is something we will continue to do, but we also need disciples who are bearing fruit in our lives. The goal is discipleship, not fans. We want to be measuring fruit as well. We want to be a church that can look and say, how do we know that we're successful? Not just by the life change here, but Jesus said to go into all the world, right? To go out and to make disciples. Are disciples being made in places because of us outwardly? That's the question that we're asking ourselves. And so we want to be a tree. We could be a small tree. Did you know that you don't have to be a huge tree to be healthy? Did you know that? It's really easy for us oftentimes to look at some of the megachurches that we see. Elevation Church in, in the, the Carolinas that has thousands and thousands of people. It's so easy to measure yourself against a church like that and to feel like we can't possibly measure up. But that's not the case. Look at nature. Did you know there are massive oak trees? And then there are little tiny bonsai trees. And every one of them are healthy as long as they are bearing fruit. And that is what we are called to be. Whatever size God creates us to be, whether we're a church of 30 to 50 or a church of 1,000 to 10,000, it doesn't matter. Are we healthy? Are we bearing fruit? That is the focus that we need to keep for ourselves. And so we've seen lives change in encounter and through encounter. People have given their hearts to Jesus. We've seen people baptized at our church. We've seen people find freedom from grip of fear and doubt, and money, people stepping into their giftings and their callings. We've seen our, we've seen individuals go up and become uh, leaders and have a calling for missions in their life, and going to ministry school. We've seen marriages restored. And looking back over this year, we've seen wonderful things, and God has transformed you as you've made an intentional effort to grow in your faith. But now it's time for us to focus on a new season, to be a consistent, life-giving presence in the neighborhoods surrounding our church. And the healthy fruit that we produce as a church will be able to feed the people who sit under our branches. I believe we have a picture of that as well. I want to see people sitting underneath the tree of our branches. I think that there are people within our community. There are people out there who, who are crying out, whether verbally or subconsciously, waiting for hope, waiting for something to come to show them that there is something to be hopeful of, that things are not always going to be dark. One of the beautiful things about a tree is that it provides shade. It provides shade for the heat. It provides shade from the sunlight when it's hot and it's blistering. I want our church to be a church that provides a space for people to come, a a, a hospital, a lighthouse, a place of rest, a place of refuge. There are so many people in our lives and in our communities that need the fruit of life that God is growing within us. And so as we've been walking through this year, God has been putting some things in my heart for this new season. And a particular passage of scripture has come to my mind that I I believe that God wants to encourage us with. It's a very short verse. But listen, it's Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19. If you have your Bibles, pull them out. If you have a smartphone uh, with the Bible app, if you don't have that app, I encourage you to download it. Get in the habit. Of opening God's word. Yes, it's on the screen here for you. But get in the habit of beginning to look at it yourself. Open it up. Build a habit into your life of opening God's word and allowing it to speak you, speak to you. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 19, it says this: For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. I love that imagery. It's not just that God's about to do something cool in a space that's already good. He's talking about wastelands, dry, barren lands. If you think about the neighborhoods around us, yes, they are vibrant in the terms of of activity of, you know, restaurants and and stores and, and, you know, the communities that are growing and being built up by gentrification or all these types of things. You could look at that and say that there is vibrancy in our city. And yet there's homeless people. Yes, there are disenfranchised individuals. There's an anger against God's church because of other churches that have misrepresented Jesus. All these problems happening in our society, around us, people are frustrated more than ever. Division in our country, more than ever. And I think about this passage of Scripture and think, does God want to pave a way through the wilderness? Does he want to create rivers of refreshing in the middle of dry places where people feel hopeless, where they feel like they're parched, where they're craving something more. I believe, yes, that God is doing something new. And he is calling us to partner with him. And he's saying, will you come encounter church? And I'm wondering, as a pastor of this church, are we the kind of church that will respond to the call that God has placed upon our hearts? I've asked myself this question. Do I have the strength? Do I have the energy? Do I have the willingness my life is busy. I've got two kids who are in sports, and I've got a new house that I would love to fix up, and all of these things. I've got a full-time job outside of here. Do I have the time to do this? Do I have time to put the effort in? And you know, every single time that I've asked that question when I'm in my own private spaces and I've been praying, every single time the Holy Spirit whispers to me and says, do you remember when you were lost? Do you remember when you were away when you were afraid? Do you remember when you were angry at me? Do you remember when you hated me for the things that happened in your life? Do you remember that? And I sent someone to you. You know who came to me? God sent me a soccer mom. Probably the busiest person in the world, soccer moms are. Individuals who have a minivan because they have multiple children, right? And probably at the same time, those moms are driving around from sport activity, sporting activity, and balancing a full-time job, and making dinner, all those types of things. And here's me walking down the street, dressed in my black trench coat, angry, so angry, full of rage in high school. I remember that God sent this woman, the most unlikely of people, to stop on the side of the road, probably on her way to work or somewhere. And she stops and says, listen, I I don't, I sounds crazy, right? And I'm thinking, who the heck is this woman? And she stops me and she says, I know this is going to sound really weird, but I just feel like God wanted me to tell you that he's not forgotten about you. And that moment in my life set me on a path to where I'm here today because of it. How could I ever be too busy to partner with a God who sent someone out of my way to find me when I was in a desperate place? And I understand we're busy. I understand we're tired. Listen to me, church. I think you need to hear this. We all need to hear this. There's only two options. We can either continue doing what we're doing and ultimately the people around us, God will find a way to meet them, but we will miss out. We will miss out on the promise that God has for us. We'll miss out on the incredible joy of what it is to, to partner with him and to see that there's just a small part that each of us has in playing and in restoring lives. It's, it's, like a, it's like an incredible moment, uh, something that you can't experience anywhere else. And yeah, we could go about our lives and who knows what'll happen to our church. Who knows? And this is not a doom and gloom, but this is like anything else. If you don't put the effort, you don't put the attention in. If we're not a people that are willing to attach ourselves to the mission that God has for us and give our time, give our energy, give our resources, and do it even when it's hard, then we have no one to blame but ourselves. And this is a challenge for me, and I'm challenging you today. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? I believe that God is about to do something here. He's about to do something new here in this church, in this community, in the eight neighborhoods surrounding us. But it takes a willingness for us to be willing to say, you know what? I'm in. I'm in. I'll give my time, the little of it that I have. I will give my energy, even though I'm exhausted and tired. I will give my resources, even though I don't have a lot to give, because I trust that God is faithful with what I give him. He'll return back to me. Will we do it? I believe that God is about to do something new here at our church, in our lives, in our community. And he is already doing it. I believe that if we follow his leading, that he promises to carve out a path for us to take. And so we have been spending this entire summer, asking God, God, what is it you want to do? What is the vision that you have for us? And that's why we're emphasizing our midweek services. Because Sunday mornings are a place where we've got a short amount of time with a group of people, some people who maybe are brand new, individuals who maybe are like, I don't know if I would even think about this church yet. You don't want to take Sunday mornings all the time to, take, to talk about some of these issues that are really family issues, right? So midweek services, we're calling you to come out to them. It's important for us, if at all possible, for you to come and be out there with us. I believe that God will bring life to the areas that are desolate, areas that are forgotten because he's called us to be a consistent life-giving church in the neighborhoods surrounding our church. I believe that there are two areas that God is asking us to focus on to partner with him in this new season, and the first is relationships. That's the roots of the tree, We will always do this. One of our core values as a church is relationships first. And so I believe that God is calling us to put an effort into the relationships, to create pathways for you and for our guests and for people in our community to find relationships with other people who will show them love and the goodness and grace of Jesus. But I also believe we want to focus on the relationship with our creator himself. We will not stop calling people into a discipleship relationship with Jesus. It is the singular most important thing that we could ever do. Yes, we can feed people. Yes, we can feed the homeless. Yes, we can show them that we love them. But if we don't give them the gospel of Jesus Christ, then it's all in vain. There are plenty of organizations out there feeding people. What we really, truly need is the hope of Jesus Christ within us. And therefore, we will give. We will reach into our community. We will feed people. We will show them love. We will welcome refugees. We will do all of the things. But it must be from a desire of them to know Jesus. Because that is truly the only thing that will change. So we will focus on relationships. Intentional effort to forge new ones and to connect other people. We need an awareness. When people walk in the door, oh, i got to leave my conversation with my friend and go welcome the person who is out there, the one who is maybe new, who feels awkward. Remember, you were the one, the awkward individual who walked in at one point. We must have an awareness of the people who are around us and see them first. And We want to focus on life groups. Life groups is a huge point for us of relationships. That's a place where we can have spiritual growth. We can grow in our relationships with each other. We want to emphasize them. I call every one of you to make them a priority in your life. You cannot be a disciple of Christ, an effective disciple of Christ, if you live it alone. It was never meant to be lived in isolation. Everywhere you see in Scripture, I'm telling you now, if you want to argue with me, Come on, let's try it. But there is every single space in Scripture that talks about a relationship with Christ is always within the context of the church, a greater space of relationship. It is never meant to be lived alone. If you are living in a place by yourself, if you are not in relationships with other Christians, growing in each other and growing and wrestling with your faith, you are only doing pieces of your faith. We must be in relationships with each other, and we encourage you to join a life group. So the first area that we will focus on as a church in this season is in relationships, but the second is in reaching. If you think of the tree, the roots are the relationships, but the branches is the reaching out. So many people around us who need the hope of Jesus Christ. We will intentionally grow outward. And I talked earlier about the outreaches that we're going to be doing. We have decided and strategize that we are going to be doing a quarterly outreach. Every quarter, there will be an all-church outreach that we will plan, we will be intentional about, and we are inviting you to participate with us. This will help us to reach our vision of being a consistent, life-giving church in our community. There are four categories that we will rotate through every year. The first of this is service projects. Once a year, we will get together, and we will have multiple projects in the neighborhoods around us that we will all come together upon and do, and we will disperse on one day and hit multiple projects together. Once a year, we will do a big serve day where we will have multiple projects. That's once a year. Another one we'll do once a year is a compassion-oriented outreach where we will identify needs in our city, people who are hungry, Financial needs, whatever it might be, meeting specific felt needs, and we will be that. We've done, how many of you remember our Thanksgiving dinner we did a few years ago? Maybe just a couple of you? This is something, that's the kind of an idea. Finding a space to be able to meet needs and bring the compassion of Jesus. Another is a gospel-centered. Once a year, we will come together as one church. We will find a space in our city. We will rent a permit, and we will have a moment where we're going to have a creative display of gathering a crowd, and we will share the gospel with them. We will do it in, in a way where everyone can participate. Some of you are like, whoa, I'm all about the meat and needs. Really, really like the feeding people, but I don't wanna, I'm, I'm not comfortable with preaching. Well, you don't have to be the preacher. What you do need to do, though, is come and maybe hand out water bottles or walk around the neighborhood area and hand out cards and invite them to come and see the music display, or whatever it might be. Everyone can be involved because we're trying to share the gospel of Jesus. Once a year, we will come together. In this quarterly fashion, we will come together and do a gospel-centered outreach. So we'll have a compassion outreach, a service outreach, a gospel-centered outreach, and also a fellowship celebration-type outreach. So, like, for example, on the 28th, our chili cook-off, Fall Festival. That's an example of that, where we call people in the community together just to let them know that we love them, that we are here for them, that we want to get to know them. We want to celebrate with them. We want them to just have a good time and see that God is, is a good God, one who loves people and who enjoys a time of food and fellowship. And so we encourage you to come out that day. We need your help to pull this off, the 28th. I encourage you. So that's what we're going to be doing on a quarterly basis in outreach, and we invite you all to come. But that's one way that we reach. The other is through our dream team. A dream team are the people who on Sunday mornings come together, who come here early to set up. The people who sing worship songs, the ones who set up the lights and the sound, the ones who greet you in the mornings, the ones who set up in our kids and are, are discipling our children right now, the ones who help with the signs and put them out, the ones who bring them back in, the ones who run our soundboard, the ones who put our flags out, all sorts of things. There are a myriad of ways for people to serve Our dream team is how you can reach out, how you can begin to make our branches wider. And we need you. If you're not on the dream team, if you're not serving, we need you. We need you to join us. We need you to be a part of this right now, to come and help us to grow our church. We must be focused on relationships. We must be focused on reaching. And I have a picture of a large tree with people sitting under it. This is the image that I have stuck in my brain. This is what the church of Jesus Christ is meant to be. A place that is maybe small, maybe large, it doesn't matter. But it's a place of refuge for people who need the shade of Jesus Christ. The fruit. The fruit that they can pick off the tree and it gives them life. It gives them sustenance. That's what I want. I want us to, to have this image be seared in our minds. That we are to be a strong, healthy tree. That when people come... You can find the rest that Jesus provides and promises. But in order to do that, we must be reaching our branches out as wide as possible. Would you stand with me as we close this morning? So, I believe that we can be that tree. I believe that we can be that. That God is calling us to become an oasis in the desert for many people. Our roots are definitely growing deep. I know that's the case at our church. We are growing deep as disciples, but now let's look forward to the road ahead of us and push outward into our community. Let's get back to what we know we are as a church. We're calling you to come along with us. And so my challenge to you today is this, join the journey. Join the journey, every one of you. I mean, we're a small enough church to where none of you can hide from me. (laughs) <laughs> I'm looking out at all these faces and I'm asking you, come with us. Give more of your time. Give more of your energy. Give more of your finances. This is not a like, a, oh, you know, like we're going to fall apart. That's not it. This is all for the vision of what God has called us to be. I am more renewed than ever. Guys, I'm, I'm working with less and I'm more energized than I've ever been for this church because God has spoken to my heart about the neighborhoods around us. I see the land in front of us. I preached on Thursday night, and I encourage you to listen to that message from the, from the week, midweek service. I preached about how the Israelites in the, in the book of Numbers were brought right to the edge of the promised land, that space that God provided for them. And he said, that's where you're going. I don't want to be like the people that see what God sees and then complain and grumble and, and miss out on, on that moment. I don't want that for us. I don't want that for me. And my choices are, I can either, I can either say, God, I don't know how we're going to get there, You know, but I trust that you're going to do it and I'm going to go and I'm going to cross into that river. I'm going to cross and I'm going to trust that you're going to do it. That's my choice. Or I can say, I don't know. I don't don't know what we're going to do. I don't know if it's possible and just kind of fade into the background and watch as God does something and I don't get to participate and I refuse to do that and I don't want that for you. What I want is for you to come. I want you to join with us and to say, I don't know how we're going to get there, but I'll do my part. I'll do what I can what I want. Challenge you to join the journey. Do not be alone, disciple. Join into relationships. Who can you include right now? Think about people in your life. Who could you invite to come with you to be a part of this? Who needs the hope of Jesus? Who? Who could you include in your relationships right now at our life groups or at food days? Who could you include right now? How can you be a part of what is coming? Would you close your eyes with me? I encourage you again to come to our midweek service. Go onto our Facebook page. Let us know if Thursdays or Tuesdays work for you. I wish Wednesdays could. It's just not possible, unfortunately. Let us know because we want to accommodate as many people as possible. Come out to our midweek services. We will record them if at all possible so that you can listen. But there is no substitute for being there so we can share about our mission, our vision, our core values, and what it means to be a church and how we can go together. Please come out. Father, We have things coming up, exciting things. I see what you see. I hear your voice loud and clear. I see the opportunity before us and the challenge is great. It feels oftentimes overwhelming and scary. And yet every time I see in scripture that you have called your people to something that they could not do on their own every time you show up and do something powerful, miraculous, something incredible, and that's what we're believing for. We're believing for greater things. We're believing for that breakthrough that we know is coming. And all you are calling us to be is obedient to what you've called us to be, and that is to reach into our neighborhoods and to shine the light of Jesus. And so as our chili cook-off and our fall festival are coming, God, would you make a way for us to be able to participate? Would you bring people out? God, as we pass out, our 5,000 door hangers? Would you soften the hearts of those people in our community who maybe are saying, I'm done with the church, and then they see this card on their door, and something happens to them. They go, maybe, you know what, maybe just one last chance. I don't know, God, but you do it. There's nothing that we can do. We're just trying to follow after you, and we ask that you would put your hand of favor and blessing on our efforts. God, we pray that you would call us to to life groups, that you would see, that we would help us to see how valuable they are. Call us to them, God. Let them be life giving, vibrant places. And God, would you open up pathways for us to join the dream team, to give of ourselves, to serve on Sunday mornings, because we need that to support each other and to be ready for when people come. God, we see the road ahead. I pray that this week we would take a hard look at ourselves. We'd take a hard look at what you're calling us individually to. And that we would be willing to come with you. I say yes to you. Show us where to go. Show us how to be there. We will trust in you. In Jesus' name.